Welcome back, everybody, to Thrive After Sports. If you are tuning in on the Power of Story podcast, thank you for being there with us as well. Today's guest, Danielle Berman. What's up, Danielle? Hey, Tosh. How's it going? Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to have you here. Um, for those of you who don't know, I don't know if you've been living under a rock. Maybe you haven't heard of Tackle What's Next. <laughs> Danielle is the founder of Tackle What's Next. And before we even dive into this interview and hear Danielle's story, we got to I just got to give a special shout out to my man, Marcus Austin, for making this introduction. Um, Danielle and I have had some great conversations since we first connected, just the first of many conversations. But it doesn't happen without Marcus. So, Marcus, if you're listening, man, thank you for that. Danielle and I have been on each other's radar. We have like like 140 mutual connections on LinkedIn or something crazy like that. We've been following each other's work for like two years. So when we connected, we're like, it's about time. I feel like I already know you, you know? <laughs> But um, 100%. Yeah, I, I really want everybody to just hear Danielle's story because she's up to some amazing things. And really, like I always say, I feel like she's just getting started and just getting warmed up. So, Danielle, can you please, for the people, I know I introduced you as the founder of Tackle What's Next, but can you give people a little bit more background into who Danielle Berman is? Yeah, well, thank you so much. And yes, thank you to Marcus for making this happen. Uh, long overdue. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I found a tackle what's next really to support athletes and what's what's next really that was the impetus behind the name and, and the program. Um, but really, my passion is for supporting athletes and prioritizing themselves after sport. So, you know, I think a lot of times we we kind of have a blueprint for athletes getting into sports, increasing their, you know, competency at it, right? excelling from high school to college to pro, but then there's nothing after that. It's kind of like, thanks for your time. Thanks for your talents. Good luck in whatever else you do. Um, and so my vision originally really was like, I want to be that person that helps them figure out the blueprint for what's next. And that looks a little different for everyone. Right. And so I think that's kind of where the motivation came from. And, and it's, it's been a lot of fun. So I, I love events. I love what you're talking about, the power of story. I love storytelling. I think that's such a powerful way to share best practices, to create community and to actually build um, successful foundations and, and starting points for people to stand on. I think it's a great way to, to kind of connect folks together. Um, and so really that's what I try and do at Tackle What's Next is tell stories of what uh, athletes have done after sports, what helped him or her reach that level? What skills do they use now that they learned through their sports careers? Um, and so it's, it's been a lot of fun. I, I love meeting new people, getting to know people and really helping them kind of plug into whatever makes the most sense for them. So I'm, I'm a big connector. Um, I love kind of connecting the right people together too. And so it's another thing that I, I love to do with Tackle What's Next. So that's just kind of a little bit about me and, and kind of why I wanted to start an organization like this. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And I love what sure. you built with uh, Tackle What's Next because like you said, you're covering all the bases. You're, you're teaching athletes to prioritize themselves. You're bringing in all these different people who are experts in their given fields and you're you're really setting the example. Every time I look up, you got something new going on. You know, you're not playing around. You're not, oh, we do it once in a blue moon. Like every time I look up, there's a new event covering a new topic with a new lineup of speakers. So um, you know, props to you for really bringing all these people together, like you said, and creating that community. That's one of the most beautiful things. You know, I've been a fan for quite some time watching from a distance. So, you know, it's, it's, it's great to finally connect. And one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is I know you didn't just like wake up one day and be like, I'm just going to start tackle what's next. Like, I know it was a road and a journey to get here. We were talking before we hit the record button 
And you've had an interesting journey where you kind of started out in, in the sports realm and branched out and then came back. Can you talk a little bit about how, what that process was like leading up to everything you're doing now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I call it the squiggles. Um, my path was not a straight line. I had a lot of squiggles. In it. Um, and I actually started working in sports. And the reason I even knew that working with athletes was something I was interested in was I met a former athlete who had started his own consulting firm at a conference. And I did my final internship with him. Um, ended up working with his team of five people out of Minneapolis and then um, Fort Lauderdale, Florida um, for about six years. Um, we did stuff in sports, really on kind of the events and marketing side. Um, he had a nonprofit that he ran that I supported. It was a lot of fun. I learned a ton, uh, but he was a serial entrepreneur. And so I was getting so many things outside of sports and just, you know, generally new projects added to my plate all the time. Um, that after a while, I was like, I need to kind of figure out what I want to do because I'm following this person's fantastic vision, but I, I don't know what I want. Um, and so after a while, I think it was about five, six years, I decided to leave sports and kind of just hit the reset button. I wanted to kind of know if I have nothing like pulling me, where, where am I going to get, where is my mind going to take me? What am I going to actually want to do? I had been so busy and overworked and just stressed all the time that I wasn't actually like thinking about like, what do I want to do with my career? Like I have these skills now. I've learned how to work in a work environment. I've worked for six years for a company. Like, what do I want to use those skills for? Um, and so I just started working for a marketing agency, totally outside of sports. It was very like nine to five, like come in, come out, no extra work, right? You just kind of got your stuff done and went home. And so I had that space to kind of be like, all right, like, what would I want to do? What do I want to get into? And the thing that kept pulling me back was the conversations and meetings I had had with my former boss's teammates or him and, and what their journeys were like after sports. And I just kept thinking, you know, a lot of these, um, he played in the NFL for a few years and, and he had a lot of teammates that played for a long time. And when they left, they were kind of like, now what? Like they didn't have that drive. They didn't have that purpose anymore. And I just thought, isn't that a shame? Because they were so amazing at what they were, you know, put so much time into. If they could just find something else that they loved, maybe not as much as football, but, you know, at least were really enjoying. They could put the skills that they've learned into this next thing and be amazing at that too. And so that just kept gnawing at me. And I thought, you know, I'll keep this in my mind. I'll continue to do, I did start doing some consulting. Um, and then I met folks like Malcolm Lemons, Amobio Kugo that I know you're very familiar with. And I said, guys, this is a big problem. Like, why don't we have an event about it? And we'll call it Tackle What's Next Summit. And we'll just have people talk about their stories and like what it was like to transition out of soccer or basketball or football and, and how we can help each other. And they were all in, to your point, the power of networking. It's, it's they helped me connect with folks that'd be good speakers in their network. They moderated a couple panels. And after that event and another one we did that was in Super Bowl in Miami, which seems like forever ago, but it was really only like a year ago. Um, and we had an event before that in DC around the same topics. That's really where the idea came. So it's been just about, you know, we've been planning it. For, we had been planning it for about a year. So probably March, 2019 was really where the idea of tackle what's next came into life. And it was like, well, this is it. This is what I could do. This is like, I'm, I can connect athletes. I can support them. I can help them figure out what they want to do, how to find that purpose and focus. 
And it kind of just came from there. So I didn't have this like dream to build something, right? I wasn't like, I want to build my own business. I want to, you know, create my own company. I just thought, well, I don't see anyone doing what I want to do right now. So why don't I just start doing it and kind of see what happens? Um, and sure enough, after the events, people were like, what's your website? What programs do you offer? What can you talk to my team about? What can you do this? And I was just like, okay, this is it. Like I figured out <laughs> what I'm doing here. And so it's been a wild ride over the last you know, year and a half, two years, um, just kind of building things and then pivoting and building. And, and like you said, it's, it's about that community aspect. I think most importantly, you know, I think that's what I've been really working hard to provide is like a space where you can ask the weird, tough, awkward questions about what it's like to transition or what you should be paying attention to. So yeah, there was, there was definitely not a straight line. There's definitely not a blueprint I followed. It was, it was kind of just a, a giving myself the space to, to think about what do I want to do? And then meeting some fantastic people that were supportive of my idea and pushed it forward to the right people. So um, that would be really how it came to be. I, I really owe Malcolm, Amobi, and those others that helped support, you know, our DC event in, in September 2019 and then our Super Bowl event January 2020. Those folks really, you know, pushed us onto the map. So it was it's really all about who you know, I think. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fact. That is a fact there, yo. I love how uh, when, when you first started talking about the inception of Tackle What's Next, you referred to it as the squiggles. I thought that's really cool for people like for people who don't understand that, like, I think that's that's kind of like a language that us entrepreneurs speak, where it's like, it's not a linear path. There's no, sometimes you're creating the blueprint on the fly. Yeah. Um, and like you said, I love that you touched on giving yourself the space to create that. I think that's so important because it doesn't happen. Like tackle what's next doesn't happen without you really identifying the problem and figuring out how you're going to solve it. And then, like you said, networking with people and making some magic happen. And that's mm -hmm. a beautiful thing. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, another thing that I want to pull out of what you shared, because there are a lot of people who tune in to Thrive After Sports, you know, current athletes, former athletes, they're trying to figure out what's next. Um, maybe they have some great ideas. You know, the same thing with uh, Power of Story. A lot of entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs tune into the Power of Story. So one thing about you, Danielle, that I definitely respect is you stayed consistent, right? A lot of people have great ideas, but we talked about the inception of Tackle What's Next was March 2019. Here we are two years later. And like I said, you're just getting warmed up, but I've just watched you just consistently put out, put out content, not for the sake of just cranking it out, but creating events, connecting with people. So can you talk about what, where does that drive come from? Where does like, is there something in you that just says like, stay consistent, keep pushing, make it happen? Like, how do you, how did you take it from just an idea to like, no, I'm serious about this and I'm going to keep rolling with it? You know, one of the biggest things that I've had to work on is that consistency piece. That's the hardest part. Starting isn't hard. You know, starting is easy, right? You're like, yes, I have this great idea. I'm so excited. It's the days where you wake up and you're like, God, I'd rather do anything but sit down and have these calls or get on the computer that you have to have that, like that drive. And I think really what's motivated me is the fact that this is something that I feel I can uniquely help and support and I've put that pressure on myself to say, you know, if you don't do this, let's think about the opportunity cost here. So I really put it on myself to say, look, this is me. I have a couple of team members now that are part-time and support us, but I'm the, I'm the, the power behind the business. So, you know, not that I don't take days off and give myself space. I absolutely do. 
But when I wake up on those days, I go, well, you know, look at all these folks that are waiting for our next content piece or waiting for our newsletter, right? I get those emails that are like, your event gave me this amazing opportunity to sit and think about what I want to do when I retire or when I, you know, graduate from, from college and stop playing sports, you know, those are the things that really keep me going. But I think at the end of the day, like, I think that the power of community, it helps me feel like there are people there waiting for, for tackle what's next to do something else. And if I sit back and just say, I don't feel like it today. It's like, well, you know, that, that, that kind of breaks up the, the community. If you're, if you're going to create something and tell people you're there for them, you have to, you have to walk the walk. You have to be there. You have to do the calls. You have to show up. You have to plan the events. Um, and I think there's, there's power in stepping back a little bit to refocus as well. But, but I do think, especially early on, you have to be committed to any entrepreneurs listening or any athletes listening that are thinking about what their next chapter is, you know, not to say you can't change your mind, but when you start something, that's, that's the quick part. You start, you do it, that the power behind it is showing up every day and continuing to push. And so, you know, I, I don't know if there's one thing that motivates me, but I think it is that kind of people are counting on tackle what's next to be successful. Um, and I think there is some pressure on, you know, is this going to work? Is this not? Every business owner and entrepreneur feels that pressure. Um, and I think that that definitely keeps me pushing, um, pushing forward. But I think consistency becomes so much easier if you just keep going. Like if you just say, I'm just going to do what I got to do today, even though I don't feel like it, I'm going to get that content piece out. I'm going to schedule that next event call. Like, I'm just going to keep going on the minimum. Maybe I won't start a new project today, right? I'm not feeling it, but you do have to keep pushing it because you'll lose your momentum. And, you know, I think you, I, I'm, a, I'm a slippery slope person. If I give myself, you know, oh, I don't have to go to work today. Then the next day I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> I don't feel like going to work today either. So I have to keep pushing myself to say, look, this is you, you opted into this. So if you're not number one pushing this, why should anybody else? And that's kind of where I get my motivation is I have to believe in it. And I have to want to work just as hard, if not a thousand times harder than anybody else is going to push and believe in it. So I, I really take that to heart and say, why would anybody care about tackle what's next? If I'm not putting my, you know, hundred percent effort into keeping it going, keeping it consistent every day. That was a rambling answer, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that was a drop the mic moment is what that was. If we were a person right now, this is the part where you drop the mic and walk off stage and everyone goes crazy and gives you a steady, oh, no, that was, um, there was, there were so many gems you dropped in there. Something that I want to pull out of it because underneath, underneath all of that you shared, there's a lot of gems in there. Underneath something that was like, I kept hearing in my head, it's taking your eyes off of yourself because that is what you're really getting at. It has, it really has nothing to do with you. Of course it does. This is something that you saw a need for and you wanted to build and create and keep this thing going. But what keeps you going is focusing on who you're serving and who you're helping. And this is so important for people to hear because I have, I, I do a lot of coaching with young athletes. And of course, a lot of them want to get into business, but I think it entrepreneurship becomes sometimes it's like this cool trendy thing right now. Like entrepreneurship is cool. But like you said, Danielle, it's not always pretty. It's ugly. There's times you don't feel like doing it. You have to do things that you don't want to do a lot of times, just like working in a, you know, a regular nine to five. Yep. But it's that focus on other people that keeps people going. So thank you for sharing that because I think that's needed. That conversation is needed. So, yeah. man, whew, <laughs> we're getting the episode right there. But man, <laughs> we, I, I got a lot more. I'm going I'm to utilize no, this go, go, time go. that we have. <laughs> so 
another thing that really that I really respect about what you're doing is that you can tell you actually put thought into the events you create and the topics that you're covering. And so I'm not saying this to knock anyone, but more so to give you a compliment. I think some organizations that do this type of work are box checking or covering very basic topics that don't go deep beneath the surface. You're the polar opposite. So my question for you is how do you go about you know, choosing what type of topics you wanna to cover, what type of speakers you wanna bring in and, and what needs to be addressed when we're talking about the transition in, in life after the game? Yeah, um, well, first of all, thank you. That's very, I'm glad to hear you say that. It's very kind of you to say, and I do really, this is something I put a lot of time and thought into. Um, you know, I think when we started doing um, virtual events, I was doing a little bit of like, let's see what people wanna hear and let's throw stuff out there. Um, but the events that really stuck out to me the most were the ones that we had really, I think, a need for. It's just like kind of pulling the community, seeing what was going on. Like, especially in a year like last year, I think the, the immediate thought was like, let's provide some, some resources and not just say like, here's how to update your resume and here's how to like get your LinkedIn ready. Like, let's actually talk about what people are going through and, and how we can all just kind of have, again, I always come back to that sense of like, community like you're not here by yourself it's okay not to be okay or it's okay to be doing really well during this horrific time right like I think just having those different perspectives so you know when it when it comes to a topic one I try and think about like what's relevant and going on right now for whether it's athletes or folks working in sports whatever the topic of the event is um, so topics like name image and likeness right impact and athlete activism has been huge and something I'm super passionate about um, and then also just, you know, beneath the surface topics. So talking about like athlete identity and actually asking like, what is the challenge and how did you overcome it? Right. And I think the way that I, I really focus on making these events so um, focused on the topic is that I find speakers that I know could talk about this at all, anytime, whenever they, they, they're pros at talking about this or they're living it really. That's, I kind of like to document, not create, you know, there's, there's a lot of amazing folks that have an athletic background that are working in these fields or doing this work. So instead of trying to kind of create our own content and say, Hey, here's what you should do. It's like, why am I doing that? When Taj, you could come on and talk about mental health from your own experience and from the work that you're doing. You know, I think that to me is so much more powerful if someone can share what they're actively doing and document, not necessarily create what should be happening. I think we live in a world of like, should, we should do this, this should happen, but let's talk about what reality, right? Like, let's talk about where we're at. And I think especially for folks that are thinking about a big change in their lives, right? You know, young people thinking, uh-oh, I can't play sports anymore. What am I gonna do? We have to talk about the reality of that, not the like beautiful ideal picture, because 90% of the time, unfortunately, that's not the way it works out. So, you know, I think that's a, I really intentionally focus on getting speakers one from different perspectives, right? I don't necessarily want all former NFL players on a panel, maybe one, but I also want to hear from a college track athlete. I want to hear from, you know, a, a former Olympian. I want to hear from folks that have different athlete stories, because it builds that sense of community. Oh, wow, you know, I didn't even think about that aspect of it. She had a great point about what it's like to, you know, travel internationally and play internationally with that cultural aspect. So interesting. Maybe that's something I want to think about. You know, I just, I think it gives you that sense of, 
um, perspective, one that there's a little bit of difference to every single person's transition. So it's okay if you're not experiencing this and it's okay if you are, but at the same time, it, it hits on those themes where everyone can say this, I'm not crazy. This is hard. This is the challenge. And I think that's, that's really what I want to kind of go beneath the surface. This isn't necessarily something that you see, you know, in a document, you know, in a, like, here's what you need to know before you transition. Like we want to, that's great. You need that. But we want to go below the surface and we want to have conversations about the good and the bad. And, and I think I've, I'm just really intentionally trying to focus on being real but above everything else. Like if it's been tough, let's talk about that. If it's been great, let's talk about that too. Um, but yeah, I think the topics, I really try and just document what's going on and what people are talking about and what is relevant, you know? So it's, it's, it takes a lot of work and time, but it does pay off because you get a lot of engagement in those events and people come back for more because they got a lot out of it versus, oh, it was pretty boring. And I just listened to someone talk about networking for 30 minutes, which we've done those events. Trust me, I've done it. I've, we've hosted them and I didn't like it when it ended, you know, like it's, it's, I've learned and it's a learning process. So it, I didn't just get here overnight. I've, I've been in those positions where I'm like, what was the impact of this event? You know, and that's kind of where I look at it. Like, what do I want people to take away from this event to carry out in their lives? How is it going to change their perspective? That, that's my first question every event. What's the takeaway? And I think starting with what they're going to walk away with helps me focus on, okay, who's the right person to share that message? What topic do we need to focus on? Who are, you know, what questions do we need to talk about? So that's kind of, I always start with the end in mind of like, what does this student athlete or pro athlete that joins this event leave with? Um, so that's kind of how I visualize it. <laughs> mm. Folks, are you hearing this right now? Are you hearing this woman? My goodness. Uh, I, you already had so much of my respect, but like, I love you even more after this because it's just coming from such a good place. You're actually walking the walk. Like you said, that's the most important thing. You're actually being intentional about it. It's, it's just a beautiful thing to see. Um, and it makes me like proud to be doing this type of work also. When I hear when I hear you reflect your reasoning behind it and your thought process into doing the work that you do, it makes me proud to be part of this work, part of this mission, and proud to be associated with you, most importantly. Um, oh, you are too kind. And I mean, I think the other thing is like there are so many amazing people, like you said, working in this space. And I think the best part about being able to host events is that you get to highlight how many people can share value and expertise in the space. And it doesn't have to be competition or what school is better or what's this, you know, it could be like, Hey, we're all going through this. Everybody goes through this, that plays sports at a high level. Let's just, let's just stop worrying about it, what everyone else is doing. And let's start supporting each other because it's a, it's a cold world out there and you need that community to just, instead of, you know, break you down, build you back up and be like, look, we're here for you. So, yeah, I mean, I, right back at you. I think there's so many amazing people in this space and, and you are certainly one of the top, you know, folks that when I think of life after sports and, and to your point, your book and your, and your, your podcast and your work thrive after sports, that's the goal, right? We want people to succeed. So yeah, right back at you. I think it's, it's certainly, there's a good group of people in this space and it makes me excited to keep working in it because everyone is genuinely excited to help the athletes forget what they're getting out of it, right? It's, it's what impact is it and I, making? And I think that's what I love about being in this space is everyone's in that same mindset. 
definitely, most definitely. And thank you for that. Thank you for your kind <laughs> words. I received that 100%. Um, and it, it's, it's funny because, yeah, I've been working on receiving it, receiving words of affirmation more. Um, but it's funny you bring that up too, because it's, like you said, it doesn't have to be competition. And I think people are starting to wake up to that now. I think it's it's interesting how as athletes, we all kind of go from this group of like running with the team and then you go out and a lot of us are kind of like the lone wolf in business and it becomes competition where it's like, I've always had the mindset from the jump, like you, we're all working on the same mission. Let's figure out a way to collaborate and support. Um, it's going to take a village to be able to, you know, provide resources for that next generation of athletes. So totally. Um, with that being said, I, you've already given us so much already, but I think just asking you this question directly could bring up even more for those athletes who are in transition. Um, and then to your point with everything that's going on in the world right now, it's not just athletes, the whole world is in a transition of sorts. So what advice do you give to people who are in a space where they're trying to figure out what's next? Maybe they're a little uncertain, they don't know where to get started. Uh, what are some things that, that you recommend and that you share with, with people? Yeah, um, so like you said, so many of us are experiencing big changes. So it's, it's certainly not just athletes that this applies to, but really where I like to start is, is you have to know yourself. And I think a lot of times it seems simple, but a lot of us don't know ourselves. Um, we know who we want ourselves to be, or we know who we are told we are, right? Who society or who our friends and family are saying, hey, this is Danielle. She's, you know, she works all the time or whatever, you know, whatever they say about me, which is probably accurate right now. But anyway, <laughs> you know, I think, I think the idea is, you know, especially those of us that have committed to something from a young age and athletes fall into that category, right? They've said, I'm going to be the best basketball, football, soccer, lacrosse, whatever sport it is. You get in this funnel that like where this becomes your identity. This is who I am. I'm putting in the time. And so it's who I am. And so you kind of need to like step back and say, okay, let's go back to like third grade me what did I enjoy like you know it, it takes that almost like simple time where you think it's a waste of time but it's really not where you have to give yourself the space to sit and say what are some things I enjoy like literally write it down I love chocolate ice cream I love the ocean I love traveling I love it, it starts with those broad things but then it might be you know I love empowering people. I love help. I love stepping in and solving problems, right? Like those deeper things come once you start to familiarize yourself with what you enjoy doing. Um, so you have to get to know yourself a little bit more. And I don't think we're, we're so focused on, you know, again, what other people think of us. Social media has contributed a ton to that and what our profiles look like and how people are following us. But the most happy you will be. And I'm still working on this. So I'm still mastering this myself. The most happy you'll ever be is if you are comfortable with who you are and not worried about if you have a thousand followers or 10 followers or whatever it is, whatever you're posting out there, it should be enjoyable for you. And so I think that's the big first step is you have to know who you are, because I think a lot of times we try and jump into something to go, well, I played sports, so I should just go work in sports, but that's not going to light everybody up, right? It's just, it's might not be something you enjoy. The business side of sports is very different and it's, it's not necessarily a fun career just because you love sports, right? It's, it's might not be. So but my advice is really, you got to kind of do that research on yourself. What do you enjoy? What do you actually want to do? But at the end of the day too, what impact do you want to have? Because I think we get focused on the job we're doing and not the the result or the out outcome of that job. 
Tackle what's next could look a million different ways as long as I'm achieving the impact that I'm having. So if something changes in a year, something else crazy happens and we have to pivot the, the actual doings of what we do, the impact will be the same. I'll find another way to create community, to build resources, because that's my goal. And I, I don't, I think people get so caught up in the title or what they actually do day to day that they lose sight of the most important thing is what are you actually impacting? And if you can start from that, again, going back to like starting at what the end result is, if you can say, I wanna help, you know, empower people to own homes, right? Well, how do you do that? Like, how could you do that? What strengths do you have? What interests do you have? Are there ways that those collaborate, right? And I think there's a lot of ways to go about doing something if you know what you like to do, what you're good at, and what impact you want to make. So if you know those three things, there's a lot of opportunities for you if you just kind of think about how could I combine them together. It might be working for someone else, it might be working for yourself, but you know, at the end of the day, I think people get caught up in like, oh, I want to be founder and CEO. Like you said, I want to run my own company. That might not be it for you. And that's totally fine. You can work for somebody else, make good money and invest or support or empower whoever you want with those funds or use your work to do that. And I think to me, I think that's the biggest piece of advice I give people is like, you got to know who you are and what you want to make an impact on to really kind of figure out what's next for you. And that's not something that happens in a day. That takes time. It could take you six years to figure that out, but you got to start. You got to start thinking about that and you got to try. You got to try doing things. And if something doesn't work, you can't be afraid to be like, didn't like that, moving on, right? That's totally okay. And I think we're in this culture of like, oh my God, you failed? Like, so scary. It's like, no, I didn't fail. I just like tried it and I didn't like it. Now I know and I learned some things and I'm on to the next thing. So it's, it takes time to get there, but you got to get there. That's the first priority before you decide what chapter is going to be next. You got to start to think about up here. Mm, that is so good. <laughs> Amen. Danielle is taking us to church today, folks. <laughs> I kid you not, Danielle. There was a moment where I was sitting here listening to you speak and I forgot I was interviewing you for a second. I was like, this is a really good show. This is really good. I like oh what she's God. talking about. And I was like, oh, I'm actually in the middle of interviewing Danielle. But no, all jokes aside, that was, um, that's just phenomenal. Thank you for sharing all that. I'm excited to listen back to this episode. Uh, and you're making it difficult for me because I'm going to have to find some clips that I want to post on social media and all that. You're making it very difficult for oh, the I'm whole sorry. episode. So good. No, no, please don't, don't stop. I'm not saying, I'm not saying uh, stop bringing the heat. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, that was amazing. Thank you. I don't, I don't have anything to add. Why would I? <laughs> Matt, uh, I want to talk about what's next for you because not only what's next for Tackle What's Next, but just for you as an individual. Like we can talk, you know, near future, long-term, short-term, but like what is on the horizon for what you're building, you know, big picture wise? Yeah, I think, um, you know, for, for, for me and for Tackle What's Next, I think my, my background and especially my interest in working in sports in the first place has been the community aspect of it and the impact sport can have in changing society, right? Sport is definitely a, a microcosm of society, I think, and it reflects back to us some of the things maybe we don't like and, and kind of gives us that window to say, are we sure this is what we want to do? We don't want to fix this. Um, and I, I think to me, um, I would love to spend more time working in that area and really helping 
again, I said, I'm, I'm a huge believer in the power of, of athletes and sports to really make those big changes as we've seen in the last, you know, 70 years really, but, but especially in the last year and a half, um, athletes have a platform that they're using, right? I, I think that's really important to understand. And so I think for me, I'm definitely working to do more of that um, type of support and work and conversations, even within Tackle What's Next. But um, it's certainly something that even, you know, conversations I'm having with folks that, you know, I really do want people to understand the power that they have to make an impact. And I think for Tackle What's Next, um, you know, I, I like what you said, I think we are just getting started. And I think, you know, the, the beauty of being such a young company is that we're able to kind of continue to learn and grow in this really flexible space with COVID, I think created this sense of like, it not, I wouldn't say uncertainty, that's true, but I, I think it gave you, gives you just this space to play, to kind of learn and grow and, and try things and not be afraid if they don't work because whatever, we're all trying new things, right? So I think it gives you this space to kind of say, let's throw stuff at the wall and see what works and see what doesn't. So we've played around with an incubator accelerator that we're hoping that would focus on impact projects with athletes. Um, we kind of soft launched it, tested it in the spring, didn't get a ton of bites. So we're kind of refocusing it because we're like, Hey, like this is still something that's cool. Maybe it'll be an event. Maybe it'll be something that comes out in the fall or the spring. You know, I think it, it just gives us this flexibility to play around with it, but we're definitely continuing to build on events. Um, we've got one coming up in May on the 19th with Team Ultimus around name, image, and likeness, which obviously is going to change everything in the college space and probably the pro space too. Um, so that'll be something we're working on in the near term. Um, and, and we're going to continue to do some summits and conversations on different topics in, in that transition process and what that looks like. So we're, we're definitely not changing course. I think that the idea is to just kind of continue to support what matters to athletes and activism is clearly something that's that's become more and more relevant as more athletes find their voice and get get a platform right I think that's probably the only big difference athletes have always spoken out about this in history but now every athlete has a platform to use um, and that wasn't the case before so yeah I think I think that's really where we're trying to go and and 10 years from now we might be on a totally different topic because that's what athletes need to focus on and know. So, you know, I think that's the beauty of what we do. Like I said, it might look a little different, but the end goal is supporting athletes and what's next and, and getting them, you know, prepared and supported in that, that chapter, next chapter. Mm, beautiful. Well said, Danielle. I know you talked about your event on the 19th. Um, can you please point people in the direction of how they can get in touch with you how can they learn more about tackle what's next all of that please point people in the right direction well yeah absolutely our website is tacklewhatsnext.com um, everything is there upcoming events programs we offer all kinds of stuff there as well as some of our content um, we actually also i should mention you guys will see this soon we've got taj coming on our timeout series next week so we'll have him on ig live i know we probably will be post this in the episode airing, but you'll see some clips of Taj chatting about his, his transition into life after the game. Um, so that'll be really fun, but you'll see a lot of our content on there. And then we're on social media everywhere at Tackle What's Next. Um, and you can reach out to us uh, on our website, on social media, on, on our info email. Um, we're a small team, so you're, you're going to get to me and, and, and Kelsey and, and Callie from our team, but that, that's all there are. So <laughs> you'll get us, you'll get us if we're real here. There's no automations here. So, um, yeah, we're, we're excited to, to keep growing this and, and again, really, really appreciate 
the opportunity to connect with you finally, like you said, <laughs> and uh, to continue to collaborate with awesome folks in the space like yourself. I think that's one of my favorite parts of working in this space is everyone is in that collaborate mindset and it's been a lot of fun to work with others that are so passionate about this too. So yeah, that's where you can find us. Reach out anytime. Awesome. Well, Danielle, uh, by the way, anybody listening, we'll have all of that linked in the show notes, um, but definitely go check out what Danielle is doing. Make sure you get in touch. As you can tell, this woman is not playing any games. She's on a mission. She will not be stopped. If you're not trying to help the athlete community, get out of the way because Danielle, it's not, I wouldn't want to be a Danielle's way trying to stop that. Mission. My goodness. But once again, uh, thank you again for coming on. It's just been really awesome uh, getting to connect with you, hearing more of the behind the scenes and everything that goes in and tackle what's next. And you just sharing your heart and sharing your story. I know this has brought a lot of value to people listening. So thank you for all that you do. Definitely looking forward to future collaborations. Um, this is just the beginning. I'm excited to see, you know, what the next few years brings, especially now that we're in touch and we're on each other's, on each other's radar for real. So thank you again for sharing that, yo. Oh, absolutely. Thanks again for having me. This was a lot of fun and uh, definitely looking forward to, to this is the beginning of many collaborations I can already tell. And I'm very excited that uh, we are in each other's orbits officially now. We, we have uh, met on the Zoom call. That's the official, like, <laughs> you know each other, right? Now, now that's the 2021, like, you've met. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm looking forward to being at a conference so, in person one of these days so I can meet you for real. There you, you know? go. All right. Yes, indeed. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. This has been another great episode of the Power of Story podcast and Thrive After Sports with Ms. Danielle Berman. We'll see you next time.